Boom. Boom. We're back. Hello. Hey, it's Paz. It's Bob. How are you? Monday. Monday. And Tuesday, it's public holiday tomorrow. <laughs> it's public holiday tomorrow. And this is going to go live in two weeks, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, today, we're going to be doing a little bit of a Q&A session. That is correct. Um, I feel like this is going to be a bit of a fun one. Uh, I like I like these questions that um, some of the listeners have asked, and we put that on our uh, we put a story up on E as well. So we got some good stuff, some some obscure stuff, um, and I'm excited. Are you? I'm pretty excited. Some of these questions are uh, a bit left some, of field. Some 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 <laughs> some pretty uh, like oh, like more serious and other more jovial. So 100. Um, yeah, it'll be a good good fun doing this. We'll see how we go. Done. Let's get into it. All right. You, you go. Ask me a question, boy. Okay. We'll begin with explain the process of making a product from start to finish. Good uh, question. You're the guy for this. Um, okay. It's evolved a little bit over time, but if I make it really simple. Do you want to do it from now, like now or from well, back in the day? Now? Uh, we'll do it from now changed. because it's changed. it's changed since we've actually hired people. Back in the day, it was just more of a one-man band and we just made it up as we went along. So now it's a little bit more professional. So I'm going to shout out Adrian, who is uh, lead designer at Elite 11. He's oh, come in. He's been here for about 12 months and he's done a really good job of creating a, a, a better process. So um, what we're doing at the moment is coming up with the sort of mood board on where we want to take a campaign uh, and the whole process takes about four or five months, I would say. So the inception of the idea comes about, we do a little bit of a mood board, present it to some of the team members. So it's it's more of a collaborative approach to campaigning and making products. So we'll ask the questions. Once the question's been asked, people are like a yay or a nay. If it's good, we uh, go to sampling. Um, otherwise, we'll just make a sample anyway. But sampling takes about two weeks to get here. Might need a couple of rounds of sampling though to get sort of a product from, you know, a product that is a little bit average with fit, feel, logo position, all that sort of stuff. Give people a bit of an indication how long uh, it would take from finding a, a product that people like to getting that first sample. So okay. Like, how, long, how long do you think that usually takes? First sample... Uh, it depends on the type of product and how technical it is, but I would say it's about a three to four week process after we've um, actually discussed it in house. So Adrian will draw it up, but we'll have to go back and forth with one of our manufacturers of which we have many um, for quite a while to make sure we've got the right fabrics and, and the right fit and all that sort of stuff, create a grading sheet. Um, and then the first sample is more of like a throw throw spaghetti at a wall and hope, hopefully something sticks. It's not like a, a, a final thing. Uh, and then we iterate that sample to make sure it's, you know, good enough. Um, and then when you sort of are ready to pull the trigger, you actually have to make sure that it's a part of something bigger. It's not just like a, a sports bra. It needs to be a sports bra as a part of a set or another campaign. So um, building stuff takes, you know, anywhere between a month and two months and then, you know, another – 90 days to 120 days to actually launch the product. And how often after getting a first sample do you think we change it? Yeah, so our strike rate of a sample to production is probably about, I'd say it's about 15 to 20% at the moment, one in five. And you're talking about strike rate, it, making it at making all it or product. some sort of difference? In oh, the, every, every sample gets changed. Yeah. 
I would say every okay. sample, no sample comes back without us needing to make a small adjustment, whether it's a logo position, a grading change, um, color change, fabric change is quite often. I feel like uh, uh, as time goes past though, it's easier to build on previous products. Like for example, if you're making the first ever hoodie you've ever made, it's obviously going to be more difficult than making a hoodie that you've made 10 different other styles. Yep. Um, so building out those first basic products is probably the hardest and takes the longest. Everything else, like if you're putting a new graphic on a hoodie would obviously be quicker. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's- Well, that's putting those graphics, all the graphics and stuff are pretty self-explanatory because we get those in and especially like once you've kind of figured out the the size and the fit of, of certain hoodies, then it's just like, all right, well, are people going to like this? The the well, are they are they going to react well to the design? And that's pretty easy for us once we get it into the office because once yeah. it's there, you get a good gauge of what people think, and I yeah, mean, you our, can our, kind of draw your 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 kind our, of yeah. Our mantra is if we all like it in office, I feel chance. like we're our own demographic, so it's a good chance we're going to make the product. Yeah. Um, obviously there needs to be other factors like economic fit and all that sort of stuff and then timing of seasons and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, if we like it and we all get a yay from from everyone that's within the business, we we usually go forward and place the order. Lovely. Four months. Four, four, months. four to five months is the answer. Uh, okay. Balancing. Oh, wait, sorry. Let me preface. Um, let me ask you the second question. We're going to move on. So I've got one. Cool. How do you balance your social life and business? Balance social life and business. Yeah. For us, we've kind of created a social life within the business and I think that's what's the most sustainable thing. So like going into the office and kind of being around for me is the social. Like I feel like when I'm at work, I'm socializing all the time. Um, and everyone is kind of in my eyes considered as a friend. So in terms of what I feel like my own personal social life from day to day, I feel like it's always being fulfilled. Uh, when I, if people were to ask for social life outside work, um, I think sometimes I think anyone can feel, feel a little bit, you know, when you work a lot that sometimes it that can, may come to the detriment of, you know, being able to see your friends or your family a little bit more. But I think, um, I don't know, I, like it's not a bad thing. And I think if as long as you're, you, you'll make time for certain people, I guess. And right. and I think we've always tried to to always make sure we're, we're still friend, uh, like catching up with our friends and family. Like, you know, we're quite big on that. So, um, yeah, I I agree. Think it's easy agree. for us. Yeah. I think a part of, the vision of Elite 11 and the vision we have is obviously to make it an environment where I actually want to come and hang out with the people that yeah. are within the company. That's step one, I guess. And it's easier to do it as um, business owners rather than, you know, an employee because you get to choose the people that, you know, you bring into the company. So that's makes it easy for us to be able to enjoy uh, and balance even more. But yeah, you're right. I think, I think it just, as you age, obviously your friendship group probably gets a little bit smaller just because of the amount of time you get. But as long as you're putting in effort and fostering that sort of uh, social life on the side of work, because obviously you're spending so much time at work, it doesn't matter if you don't see your friends often. It's about the quality of yeah, the I time. Agree. 
when, well, you, when you do see your friends, like you're actually enjoying the time with them. It's not you're just sitting down watching TV and you're not really, you know, talking and, um, you know, having that sort of connection with them. That's what I would say. Yeah, no, I, I have realized this. That we yeah. were talking about this. I was talking to someone over the weekend and we were explaining like now as we've gotten older and, you know, there are a lot of events coming up, people getting married, engagements, uh, I don't know, people having kids and all that stuff and, and there's a lot – going on and then it almost and there are still so many people that uh, I consider close and you always want to see and you start to realize like <laughs> you genuinely don't have yeah, the, the, the amount of time that you thought you would to be able to you know make plans with 20 30 different people and I think that's just something uh, a problem that everyone kind of tackles as they grow up yeah um, and I and to go back on what we were talking about balancing uh, I, I remember I, I feel like early on, especially as you're trying to, you know, you know, get into business and stuff, you do feel like you're always on and by always wanting to think the thing to grow, you might neglect uh, other aspects of your life. And yeah. I think my biggest advice for that would just be to try and incorporate, like we've done, try and incorporate the um, the social life within your business. So it doesn't feel like you're, I don't know, I wouldn't say you could, you could potentially just get burnt out. Yeah. Like uh, you wouldn't want it to be at a detriment to, to everything else. Agreed. Like I know you do have to sacrifice a lot. Um, I don't know, but I just, I think it can be done. Agreed. But, and I, you know, the, the saying, you know, you are the five people you hang around. Like if you're emanating you and like you have this aura about you that you want to grow your business and be an entrepreneur and stuff like that. I feel like the people that are relevant to that part of your life will stick around because you're able to connect with them a bit more deeper than if, you know, yep. you went to school with them and you just, you know, hung out with them a little bit. Yep. Um, so if you have that common ground with the people that you're hanging around, you're more likely to just actually catch up and that makes it more of a beneficial catch up in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Two down. All right. I'm going to go back to you. This is, what does Elite 11 mean? Who are the 11? Who are the 11? The secret society of 11. <laughs> the Illuminati. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, so Elite 11, uh, let's just go back to, we were what, uh, 17, 18 years old, Elite 11. We both played, so there's there's multiple factor that, factors that came into the name. Obviously it, we wanted to create a sports brand and a sportswear brand. Um, we both wanted to be elite at the sports we wanted to play and we both played um, sports with 11 players on the field. So that's the basic premise of where it came from. Obviously we have uh, – I, I personally have con um, more of a personal connection with the number 11. Uh, it was my uh, nonno's birthday. Uh, he passed away before – yeah, this is very personal, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. He passed away before I was born, but from all reports, he was one of the nicest men that, you know, ever ever graced this earth from from what I've been told. So, like, I feel like, you know, that was an homage to him that I was always number 11 when I played sport and it sort of just fell into place with number 11, 11 players wanting to be elite and that sort of stuff as well. So that's where Elite 11 comes from, but you can sort of – like we've always always discussed on how we can evolve our mission statement, evolve our vibe of the brand to suit the name. Like obviously it's, it is what it is. 
But there's a lot of things with Elite 11 that, that makes sense. I mean, 11's a prime number, um, two ones, like it's two ones standing next to each other. It probably signifies, you know, collaboration and unification and stuff like that. There's so many things that you can take from the name that we didn't originally know, but now we do. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, I think you've, you've genuinely just answered that. What does Elite 11 mean? Who are the 11? Essentially, I know you had a personal connection to the number 11, so it just really did. You were also it. number 11, right? Yeah. Yeah. It does It 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 does really all tie in. It's just weird how it was kind of worked like that. It feels like it's just kind of fallen into place. But yeah. um, It was a bit of fate there. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I, very, very, yeah. I feel good about it though. <laughs> I love the name Elite 11. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, we're just never going to change it and we're – very happy. And then while we're there, uh, again, I'm kind of asking you two questions, but I thought uh, we might as well go there. The logo. The logo. Like it's not really a question, but. The logo. So we've, I've got this little book at home. And when I was 17, 18 year old, uh, years old, I started sketching the logo and I never did visual communications or anything. So I sucked. Um, over time, I just sort of gravitated towards symmetry um, I feel like uh, originally the logo was like a one E. So it was like a one, imagine the n number one with an E sticking out of it. It sucked. It looks <laughs> stupid. Um, and then I sort of said, okay, it's elite 11 EE symmetry mirrored one, one EE, like it, it all just matches. And then I sort of drew what became the EE logo. And I was like, wow. This is it. it was, it's almost like a light bulb moment. This is the one. Um, and I got uh, a mate from school to help me, you know, make it a digital copy and a, a Photoshop version of it because I've got it just sketched. It actually looks good, the sketch I'll, in um, in my little notebook, but that's how the logo came about. Uh, and then we obviously never looked back. Maybe I we, remember, can get a, we can get a photo of the sketch. And yeah, we'll, we'll get a photo of the sketch and, and all the logo options in my little notebook that I still have. But um, yeah, I remember showing you the logo and throwing in the name and yeah, it was, yeah, it, w it wasn't even a light bulb moment. We, we sort of just knew from there, I guess, that that's what it was and that's how we were going to proceed. And we haven't really looked back. We haven't really thought about changing the name. We haven't thought about changing the logo. We're happy with the logo. Um, I feel like the logo of the brand is so important as well. Like having a good logo that's really recognizable for example none of our none of our retail stores that we've got open now have elite 11 text anywhere well they've only got the apart logo from pack fair now that because we've got the decal for the from, Pac from the um for the, the pop -up. for the pop-up yeah. but i remember when we first opened the high point store our our mantra behind that was we don't want to write elite 11 on it we just want people to really know the logo and understand the logo and i think that has come back from the very inception that we had backed like when you first showed me the logo, that that genuine, that's what sold me to begin with. I yeah. was like, that is fucking the dopest thing I've ever seen in my life. And there's like that in itself, you know, you can, you can sell around that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's. So the 11 and who are the 11 is everyone that knows what the EE logo is because <laughs> anyone that doesn't know what the EE logo is, is an outsider. <laughs> that, there you go. That's the answer. There you go. Um, good answer. Okay. Moving on. What else you got? I've got one for you. Give me. This isn't me saying it, but it's sort of me pretending to be the person who says it. 
please, Paz, can you sponsor me? <laughs> of course. How do you do that? How do you respond to that? How do we respond to that? And <clears throat> like, how do we do sponsorship and uh, affiliates and ambassadors at, at EE? I guess that's the the question behind it. Can so you sponsor me? So, I mean, there's def- there's several types of different sponsorships. There's obviously collaborators that we work with um, and the collaborators that uh, kind of, that we try to get on for prolonged periods of times for three months plus. Uh, for us, one, they need to be able to represent what we're about and genuinely the biggest thing we look for is like, do these people, do these people want to actually work with the brand? Yeah. That, that's the main thing. Like, Having a follow up, and we've spoken about this before. Having a following is one thing, but kind of being able to, like, at the end of the day, your audience, your the collaborators or influencers' audience would knows what the influence is about. And I feel like you can find a lot of influencers that will kind of, you know, promote something, but you know they're promoting it for the sake of it. And we have, at times in the past, fallen guilty of that. And I think it's something that we're kind of looking for in the future. That's one part of it uh, and that's influencing and stuff. But in terms of sponsorships, I mean, because there's so many like there's team sponsorships, there's player sponsorships. I think something that we've kind of started to touch on a little bit more is uh, athletes and being able to find uh, people, you know, in the performance realm that we can uh, start uh, kind of attaching to the brand because it's an image that we find like, again, like you you talk about us being so involved in sports and the name elite 11 is being, um, our, our goal to, you know, try to reach elite status. It's something that, uh, yeah, we always try to, uh, it's just always, we're always questioning it and no, like it's very, it's very difficult as a new brand coming up when you've got the likes of Nike and Adidas and, and all the Lululemon and they're, they're such, you know, in, well-known international brands that have been there since the dawn of time. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a hard game. It's a hard, it's a hard game, which is why all the new brands always, you know, just stick to social media yeah. and stick to influence because at the end of the day, like, well, you yeah, know, if, you're if, not Nike. If, that's, anyone, that's if anyone sees the movie, is it air? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of the boys in the office were talking to me about it today, and they were just saying that the Jordan deal went, that went through was was re- obviously a ridiculous deal for Nike in the end, but um, it cost them a lot. And it would obviously the barrier to entry to someone like that would just be impossible now for some a brand like us. So I guess there's this almost like a Venn diagram of what are our values, what are the influencer or affiliate or collaborators' values, and then the the merge between the two would make the right fit for us as a brand to be able to work with them. And then obviously depending on the, the, the audience size and, and whether we can afford to actually, you know, work with that person, that's another factor. But um, in terms of can you sponsor me, I guess it's, all, <laughs> it's just all about um, resonating with the brand. If you resonate with the brand, yes, there's a chance. If you don't resonate with the brand, there isn't. Obviously, there's a budget and stuff like that. We can't just sponsor every single person that um, asks us to be sponsored, but that's probably the basic premise of how we decide who we, you know, connect and and collaborate with. I would say. Well, I'm gonna ask you the um, the next question, and I think it kind of oh, yeah? t- it ties in similar to what we we're talking about there. What is your mission statement? 
we don't really well we don't have okay this 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 is an interesting this, one because we actually really really think this is where we need to um grow into i guess but we do have an internal sort of set of values um that we use internally at elite 11 and we feel like my 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 thought process behind it is if we have values internally uh, and everyone adheres to those values, we will emit those values through our work and through our just being and, and presence so that subconsciously and subliminally you would know that they're our values, yep. if that makes sense, as a, as a customer, as a consumer. So, um, yeah, so we have a few values. So one of them is authenticity, like being yourself and, you know, not conforming and um, – being genuine, I yep. guess, and that comes into like being honest and like we love honesty in the in the workplace and stuff like that. So authenticity is one. Collaboration is the next one. Everyone wants to work together. We don't want any sort of what, what we don't want internally is obviously um, any sort of massive hierarchy. I feel like that creates inefficiencies and stuff like that at the moment. So um, everyone working together at a common goal and like working together as a team. Uh, is super important for us. And then creativity. Uh, that's probably the the holy trinity for us. And the creativity, you know, can come in any form or shape. It can yep. be to do with retail, it can be to do with um, sponsorships, design, website, everything. So we, you know, really want the whole team to think outside the box and do things differently. And that that's obviously going to benefit the whole brand and the image of the brand as we go forward as innovators in yep. the space. Agreed. That's what we want to become. We want to become innovators instead of, um, you know, most brands are just followers of, of yep. trends and stuff like that. Well, my belief is that in order to be able to be a long lasting brand, you need to essentially have a mission statement and a mission, a mission statement that will take you long into the future. That in itself doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I think we've realized that because We've got our values and we know what we believe in, but being able to then use those values and incorporate it into a sentence or two sentences. Uh, I mean, how many times have we had discussions about trying to try, trying to find this? We've and, had, and we've had genuine debates about. We've had debates about yeah. this with the whole team, and the, the reality is, like, I think that's the process. So we're we're constantly trying to find uh, this mission statement of ours that we we think is so important and yeah. we just we need uh, we're using the values to guide us uh we just haven't found the right uh, the right one yet and i think um that's not a bad thing and i think uh eventually we will get there at the end of the day it should like you said the that you is should be used internally as like kind of like you know you come in and it's a it's a way of guiding uh, decision making and guiding creativity yep. uh, and guiding where to where to you know shift the brand so it doesn't really pocket us anywhere uh, well and truly even if we're not in the picture it sh it should just be there as well as give people and and our customers a uh, you know this sense of feeling they get so yep. like it, it it's a, a double edged you know it, Agreed. It's, it's a two two equations yep. there uh, the thing is it's such a big it's such a big decision because once you decision. let it out of Pandora's box, you need to follow through with it. You can't just chop and change mission statements that you, you know, put out to the public, you know, every couple of months. Exactly. It needs to be the right one. And because it needs to be the right one, we're taking our sweet ass time with we're it. We're taking our time. Um, and that's not a bad thing in my opinion. Yeah. So I feel like we're on the right track there. Agreed. Creativity, collaboration. Authenticity. Authenticity. 
there Boom. are values internally is the answer to that. Yep. Um, all right. I've got one for you. Hit me. What's it like to work with your best mate? <sighs> Fucking sucks. Ah, fuck you, man. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> cut that. Probably. Nah, don't cut that out. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, uh, I mean. We don't need to get lovey-dovey on this podcast. It's, but it's, it's, good. it's really good. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's actually really, really good. And it's it's good because what, what it does is it allows your, um, like your friendship to become not only, uh, you know, play, but it's also work, but you'd be able to build up that side of your friendship as well. So you genuinely do get to learn so much more about each other, uh, uh, learn a lot more about each other and also uh, help each other improve. Uh, and I think it's very, very powerful. And I've raved on about this so many times before. Try find that person you can spend a lot of time with. Yep. Uh, and, and we've got that. And I, I genuinely think like the person I was five years ago versus the person I am now uh, is, is, incredibly different and it's been so positive and the main reason of that is because I've got, you know, my best mate next next to me always, you know, making sure I'm accountable. So Yeah, 100%. I, I think I completely agree with that. I feel like the balancing social life aspect has been easier because we work together every day and yep. we're basically best mates and we just can talk about the weekend and then when we also, you know, get stuck into business and we're so passionate about it. Um, the other thing that I just want to touch on that's coming to my mind now is our, because we've, we know everything sort of about each other. We're able to drive each other and like push the boundaries and get each other to push boundaries a little bit more. I mean, like we don't really have to say, oh, do this, do that. But we sort of know that that's sort of like the expectation of each other. Great. Um, to always be pushing harder and to always be, you know, optimistic about the future and pushing forward in terms of growth, not only through the business, but personally as well. I feel like that's a really, that's a really, really good element to our relationship that, you know, I, I'm really grateful for and I cherish because um, sometimes it's hard to, you know, get up and persevere and do everything you need to do. But like when you walk into the office, I would say, you know, it gives me that spark um, of, you know, let's get going now. Yep. Um, we say hello to each other in the morning and, and we get straight to it. Uh, and I feel like that's one of the reasons why Elite 11 has succeeded. We just never gave up and we're always there to keep pushing each other no matter what and, regardless of the good times and bad times. Now I'm getting too lovey-dovey. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> All right. Next question. Good answers. All right. Let's see where we go here. Um, we've actually got, we've got a lot of questions here. So some of them don't be, don't, don't feel we have to go into a lot of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. detail. I've got one here. This is more of a quick question. <laughs> this is a statement that we got. And, and I thought, you know, maybe we'll chuck this one in there. Actually, I think you said chuck this one in there. Make the jumpers not oversized. Yeah. <laughs> Make what are you doing? Make the jumpers not oversight. Okay. What are you doing, bro? Again, this 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 is a this is a multifaceted answer that needs to be needs to be, you know, addressed here. One, we <laughs> like internally we like jumpers to be oversized, so we're we just do. making them oversized. Um, I feel like the trend is currently oversized jumpers. Except I've got a quite fitted one on right now. So And then you've got a fitted one. So we like it's not that we don't have fitted jumpers, but it's that we I think we're leaning towards mo more of what we want to be wearing. So the current trend for us internally is that oversized, really comfortable, you know, loungy look. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to rule out us pivoting away from that in the future, obviously, as, as taste changes and trends change. But, yeah, at the moment I would say we're pretty comfortable with how we're doing. But, again, we're – 
the the big thing with jumpers, let me just, you know, go on a little bit of a rant here. The big thing with jumpers <laughs> is it takes up a lot of damn space. Yeah, it does. So when you're limited with space, which we are now, uh, we have three warehouses. Two of them are sort of like bulk stock, but they're both full. So we really need to be careful about what we're ordering. And when it comes to jumpers and and puffers and all that sort of stuff, you need to only choose stuff that you think is beneficial yeah. to drive the brand forward. At, at the moment, um, we're still building out that full product line and until we get more space, which hopefully comes at the back end of this year, yeah. um, we can't really springboard and just, you know, expand the range by magnitude of 10. Yeah. What people sometimes don't realise uh, until unless you're actually in there and you see the like the amount of samples we've got in, we get samples for basically everything. Yeah. Like think about like it, and the the decision that we make is like okay, we'd love to make everything. One, you're 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 constrained by the amount of money you have. One, yep. two, you're constrained about the amount of space you have, and three, uh, you want to obviously optimize, like you want to make the orders most efficient and most effective to what actually is is going to be sold. Correct. So it's almost like a all right, there's a list for twenty products. Let's go from one to one to twenty. Oh, uh, we've got you know. No, number three here is oversized crew necks that are going to do so well, or oversized hoodies. All right, but there's also fitted hoodies that that are somewhere around there. But you're like, well, I'm not going to do both of them when I still need to be able to do some trackies and Correct. some leggings. So like, there's 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 a process of elimination. There's a process there, of elimination that you kind of have to go through. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, stuff just doesn't make the cut. But it will eventually. It like, will eventually make the like, cut. Like remember, like the team will need to grow uh, as the t- as the, the the brand gets bigger. You'd be able to account for more of those things. So oh, I would love to make a nice fitted jumper so that shows I. off the physique, you know. But so would I. <laughs> we'll see. We'll maybe maybe next season. Maybe next season. I hope next season. So um, okay, this is this is a really good one. This is a very astute question asked by by obviously a very astute person. Um, <laughs> oh. This is a statement, but we're going to make it into a question anyway. Okay. So the question was, or the statement was, dealing with success at a young age and the stigma around it, for example, jealousy um, by your peers and and that sort of stuff. How did you do that or did you you do anything to mitigate that or, you know, just avoid that? I've got a very simple answer to this and people might not like it, but genuinely (laughs) – like I genuinely don't even think about it. Personally, yeah. I don't even think about it. And then I'm, a lot of uh, thought that I have to these sort of things is uh, negative thoughts of these things are just wasted wasted energy. Yeah. Uh, wasted energy from, from us in the, this situation, you know, thinking about those things and also a waste of time for the person actually feeling those. Definitely of, a waste the, of time the, for the those, person. Those sort of emotions. And I understand that uh, it's – Pretty simple and and vague, but that's genuinely my thought process behind that. That's honestly as simple as it gets. I'd agree with that. I feel like we've dealt with it really well by not allowing it to even become a conversation between us. So that's why we have nothing to say about it. Uh, We just do and then everything else is just white noise around us. I feel like everyone's going to have some form of jealousy or envy no matter what you do. 100%. if you get into the spotlight a little bit more, then oh, yeah, it amplifies. A it's just bit like more, a keyboard, keyboard warrior on any Facebook post that you might be on. Everyone's gonna like you, the the negativity is obviously gonna get more of a voice than the positive comments that are around it. So um, once again, we have each other. I don't really look at anything else either. So 
Yeah. That's about it. In terms of dealing with success, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we just do. Like, I don't think I've changed ever since Elite 11 is, I pers- you know, Yeah, I personally think I'm still become, that, you know, that. We're very immature and we still. Yeah, that immature little kid <laughs> that I always was. And now just we've got a big team behind us that, that, yeah. that help us kind of portray our message and, and come into this beautiful workplace. That yeah, we're I feel like, I feel like if we would, if we changed it, would wouldn't be actually us like yeah authenticity there you go man authenticity goes back, there you back, go goes back bang bang boom we'll, we'll get that mission statement soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right that was a good question yeah or statement good luck you know who you were that asked that question so very astute um let's see what we've got next any stores coming to sydney oh oh, oh. shit well i will say that Lissandro and I have been up to Sydney twice <laughs> in the last six months. Um, one yeah. one store has been signed and official, and that's coming to Sydney. Do, do you want to say which store it is? But nah. Yeah, well, one store has been signed, and that's going to be uh, dropping June, July. That sort of period. Um, so you'll hear more information about that. But there's very soon. There's a couple of other options on the card. So if, if you're listening to this and you know the center that you want us to be in, don't be afraid to shoot us a DM and say, hey. That is right. Get in there. But we have been to a lot of different centers in Sydney and um, that's a massive market for us. So eventually we're going to have to come up there and we will be. I we'll be bringing the troops up there. Now that I've been to Sydney a fair few I love times and I, like I've, I now know the – the difference between, you know, being, being in, in the city and west, north, south and all that. Like it's a beautiful city. It's unbelievable. It's a beautiful city. Like, yeah, Madison's there now, my partner Madison and Vanessa, they're both in Sydney right now and Madison was partying it up. Snapchats. They're, they're partying up. Yeah, they're partying it up, bro. Ah, these girls, man. Uh, we had a good weekend <laughs> with our dogs, dad, dad and, dad we had and dad, dog weekends. Dad weekends. Um, but they're there and they did the Bronte to – or Bondi to Bronte walk this morning and yeah, P sending me Snapchats of it. You can you can live that life. Imagine living in Bondi. You get the nice walk every morning. It's it's a good life. It is. It's 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 far and away a different life to the life we live in Melbourne, where it's it's not grim, but it's a bit it's a bit more like you know pr- productive productivity focused. The weather's not as good, and like you're just. I love Melbourne. I I, I think Melbourne's better than Sydney, but Sydney's a beautiful city and very aesthetic. That's all I'm going to say. But go Melbourne. Melbourne's better. <laughs> but we're coming to Sydney. <laughs> we're coming. That's the uh, yeah. We're coming. That's the kicker. We'll we'll be in Sydney by end of the uh, hopefully multiple places. Um, okay, this is a this is a really left of field one. Can you please discuss the genetics of Erling Haaland? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone doesn't know, that's a Man City you player. Know, what's his What's his attributes? How tall no, is no, he? No, like no. six he's, four. Okay. He's pretty cute. You, you no, go no, through. Let, let me, let me just I'm not the biggest something. soccer guy. I remember, so. I remember there was this, I saw some stat. Go, go, uh, go, go, go. And it was, I'm just quickly just searching it up. It was something about Haaland uh, <laughs> and his long jump. He had a long jump record when he was like five years old. What? Let me just have a look at this. Um, Haaland took part in various other sports as a child, including handball, golf and track and field. He also reportedly achieved the world record in his age category for standing long jump when he was five. Wow. Recorded the di- a distance of 1.63 metres in tw- 2006. That's ridiculous. So 
in terms of <laughs> Erling Haaland's genetics, obviously you can tell he was very blessed. Yeah. When you're five years old and you've got the long jump record, like there's probably not enough time for you to be able to do enough training at five years old to, to you know, get some sort of adaption. No there. chance. So, there has to be some sort of genetics. And if you see how quick this guy is. 88 kilos, 1.94 meters. What's that? Like 6'3"? And I know he, six, he, four? he top speeds at like 36 k's an hour. That's ridiculous. So it's crazy. Between him and Mbappe, I know we probably have people that don't, you know, aren't into soccer and football, but questions asked, question must be answered. <laughs> it's a good question. It's uh, honestly a good question because he de- defies the laws of, of physics to, to a certain extent. Oh, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. He's, he's a freak of nature. And as recording, he's about to break the record for the most amount of goals in a Premier League season ever. So there you go. good on him. Good on him. All right. Go Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get run down, but yep. oh well. Okay. We're going to go with um, – oh, we'll go with the nice one. This is more more back to the brand. Yeah. <laughs> what was your motivation behind the brand? Motivation behind the brand. This is a simple one and I'm going to keep it quick. Um, I saved you a seat on the bus. We wanted to create a business together. Um, it started as a uh, like a gym or a, a personal training studio because we were so into fitness and stuff like that. Um, just coming out of school, um, we pivoted towards making sportswear for, for, team wear, uh, for teams and soccer clubs and footy clubs and stuff like that. So the motivation behind the brand was almost to be able to live – a life where we got to um, do what we were passionate about every day. That was our motivation behind the brand. We wanted to be involved in sports and being active and wellness and health and this was the the pathway to do it. Yep. Do you agree with that? I completely agree with that. It kind of gave us uh, – it was kind of paint our own picture of, you know, being Again, yeah. being free together to, to, to build yeah. this this dream of ours. You and know, I, yeah, yeah, and, sorry. And that, that like – I think everyone has that inner kind of entrepreneur inside them yeah. that that wants to come out depending like whether they've got a job right now, whether they're, you know, at school. Everyone's kind of got that. Um, it's, you know, I don't know. I think we, we were lucky enough to to start that route, to have that motive, like to have that inside us and then be able to implement it straight away yeah. from a very young age. Uh, I, I'm very grateful of us being able to do, being have that, have that opportunity to do that. Um, we were very lucky. Yeah, and you know because- what, what? I was thinking about this on the weekend. I was actually discussing it with someone. And like for a lot of people that want to start businesses and, and be an entrepreneur, like a motivation is money and emotionation. Ah, emotionation. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> a, motivation, that. <laughs> a, motivation is, a motivation is wealth. Like yeah. that can be a motivation for people. But I genuinely think and speaking out, Honestly here, I don't think that was our main motivation. We were 18 years old. Obviously we wanted to be Nike and we wanted yeah, exactly. to be wealthy, but we didn't want to do it because we wanted to make money. And that's exactly. potentially like in hindsight, that might be a reason why we've actually been successful because it was more of a passion project rather than a wealth project. Well, because I was at uni anyway, I knew I had a, a pathway. Like obviously we wanted to do Elite 11 forever, yeah. but we were also doing other things. So it yeah. wasn't like a... This is this is it for me. This is how I'm going to put bread on the table. Like we were still living at home with our parents. So money really wasn't a motivation and we didn't really make money from Elite 11 till three, four years into the business. So yeah, I, to say that passion and the passion of being in this industry was the reason behind the brand, I think that's the truth. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I know that's the truth. Actually. No, no, I know that's the truth. I completely agree with that. And I was recently reading something about, uh, and it was this guy talking about a lot of American businesses that go. So it's a person that works at a uh, at a at a firm or another business, and they want to make their, they want to start their own business. And he was saying uh, specialist versus an entrepreneur. How the entrepreneur inside them will come out for a little bit. And they say, oh, like, let's just imagine they're a baker. Like, oh, and then baking for someone else. And like, wait, I just want to bake because all I want to do is love baking. I love baking. I love baking. And uh, it was so interesting when you were saying this. He's like, because like this person loves baking. They're like, wait, I, I can just bake for myself. I'll bake for myself. And what they realized was they go out and they start baking for themselves, but they're only baking 20% of the time because they're, they're not only the specialist in the baking, but they're, what they realize is like they're the specialist. And the other stuff around that, apart from that, the the entrepreneurial, uh, the entrepreneurial side of things and also the management side of things, that person didn't like. Yeah. Uh, so like I think what we had is we didn't have that uh, that specialist side of us at, at that time. It was just all like this dream, this thinking in the future and like, oh, my God, well, we can do this, we can do that, we can do this. Yeah. Uh, so that was just a huge motivation for us. So we didn't ever feel like, ah, like, fuck, this is a lot. No shit. We were, we're scholars. Not, we're not prepared for this. It was uh, very just let's go for it and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. We were learning along the way. Yep. It's such an interesting one because as you get older, I think that window for that closes more and more as yeah. each uh, year passes because you obviously have more responsibilities. You want to move out. You want to start a family and stuff like that. And all I'll say to that is it's good to start young, which we've obviously said in a previous podcast. So, yeah. Yep. Lovely. Okay. Did you ask that or did I ask that? I think you asked that. All right, done. Anyway, I'm asking. Oh, no, no, no. You asked me. You okay. Asked me. Sorry. We're <coughs> sidetracked here. All right. A little bit of a more jovial one. What is the best fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for the question. Um, <laughs> the best fried chicken. This is a tough one. So let's – You've well, got like, a few. What are, our, what are our options here? Like I can only think of KFC, KFC Red Rooster. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Then you've got like, you, go like you know, burger joints that do the fried chicken. Then you've got Korean fried chicken. Yeah. Then you've got um, chicken karage from Japanese <sighs> restaurants. Like, like chicken karage. Mm, chicken karage with some nice QP mayo on the side. Is well, would you ca- freaking like, delicious, bro. Like <laughs> could you just throw Nando's in there anyway? Because Nando, I know it's not like- I'd throw Nando's like in there. Like a flame grilled. I know what, that's what they say, but- I'd throw Nando's in there, but having it been my first job and I left every night after my shift on the flame grill smelling like chicken. Were you snacking, it's not on, my those, favorite. snacking on the peri-peri chips? Yeah, I used to I used to get them, dip them in the so we used to have like a like a basting <laughs> in little boxes and you used to just dip a chip in a box <laughs> of basting and you used to eat on the shift. Uh, it was delicious. Well we are uh, Nando's is amazing. Yeah. Well oh, man. we do sometimes like our uh, for me, it's KFC. I, I can't, I can't look past it. And remember, we made that shift from from going like getting KFC. We would get burgers, yeah. And then yeah, we yeah. shifted to, you know what? We're getting KFC. Let's do it how it's really meant to be. Just get buckets. Get a bucket. And we got of buckets and all these different sauces, and then some chips, and that was it. And honestly, you can't beat that. Unbelievable. Oh man, KFC is mouth so KFC for me. especially if it's fresh. Like the the problem with KFC is, is that the window of of freshness. It, it, I don't I know why, that. but it's just often even the chips are cold and it's just the meat's dry because it's been sitting there for too long. If it's juicy and fresh, it's freaking incredible. Well, I've got certain people oh, telling man. me you need to go, <laughs> when you go to KFC, you always ask for fresh chips and you always ask for extra salt. 
There you go. That's what they say. That's, Pro what, the, tip. that's what the experts say. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's an expert's uh, opinion. Oh, man. We might have to go to KFC this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now craving KFC. We don't have it often, so when I do have it, I, I pig out. All right, well. I think we're going to end so wait, with. Did you get, did you, did, is that your answer, KFC? That's my answer. You didn't answer I, that, I'll, mate. I'll have an honourable question, uh, honourable mention to chicken karage. Chicken karage. I hope I'm pronouncing that right to all my Japanese friends, but. You tried. It's the effort. How good is it as an entree at a it's Japanese restaurant? It's fucking incredible. It is, it is beautiful. That with that little, like the little mayo sauce they yeah. give you. I Ooh, think we can all agree Jesus. that fried chicken is one of the best foods ever and ever made. Like fried chicken with the crispy, crispy. Oh, guys, if you guys want to start hearing us talk about food, <laughs> we would definitely love that because we are big advocates oh, of man. all kinds of food. Uh, and you know, if we if we need to do some taste testing on the podcast, we'll do some taste testing. Yeah. If that, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and we'll start that cafe. Bob, stop. And we'll just serve fried chicken. <laughs> we can serve all the foods we try on the podcast. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. We'll do a mukbang, mukbang with all the freaking. Uh, that'd be uh, good. That's funny. All right. Well, let's just wrap this up. This is another funny one. This is a jovial one. It's the day before Anzac Day. Collingwood or Essendon? Well. Tell people, you're a Collingwood fan. I'm a Collingwood fan. I'm an Essendon fan. Biggest and rivalry in AFL, I would say. Given that when this comes the out, the, the game would have been played a week ago. So one of us is going to sound stupid. Yeah. Unless we both think. But I personally think as a Bombers fan, I do think we're probably not going to get through just because, I don't know. Oh, we're talking about the game tomorrow? Oh, was, was why, don't, why, don't we, why don't we do it more generally and say um, like finals chances? Like what do you think of Essendon's oh, finals I definitely chances? Think, I think we've got finals chances. And I think the game against you guys yep. will, will define the rest of the year. It's a benchmark game. So like if we do come out on top of you guys, uh, come out on top and we win, um, I think that's going to really set the tone for yep. the, for, I, I mean, the tone's already been set, but. Like I'll be convinced. Yep. I'm fully sold. If we lose, I feel like I'm still kind of waiting for that, eh, like that that one little slip up. So let me, let me give you a nice little start that's going to boost your little, you know, ego over boost there. Boost it. If there is a start that I heard on Fox Footy last night, and it is if you were in the top eight after round six, you have a ninety percent chance of playing finals. Mm. So the and only what thing- are you guys now? Third? Yeah, wait, there you go. Second or third? Second uh, or the third. only thing that uh, that swings like I don't want to listen to that stuff too much is I know the AFL purposely made the fixtures easier for teams that were. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So like, so it's a little bit, it's you know. It's wishy-washy. Because like if you look at the teams we've played apart from Melbourne and we lost St Kilda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get the job done tomorrow, you're playing finals. That's what I'm Guaranteed. That's what I'm Guaranteed. So, and for Collingwood, like I'll just quickly yeah, say, say like we're, we're, we're severely hampered by injuries to our tools at the moment, but. I feel like we are playing an unbelievable brand of footy. The Dacos brothers, Pendles is a Rolls Royce. We're going to get one of those brothers on the podcast. Yeah, we can try. <laughs> we can try. Talk to him about his regiment. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would. I would be very. I would be disappointed if we didn't make top four this year with the list that we've got and the depth that we've got, especially in the midfield. We've, in my opinion. I'm an honest man. I think we've got the best midfield in the comp. That might sound very biased, but that's so, my opinion. I'm going to ask you this, and this is going to you know put you onto the spot because people are going to listen to this after the. Uh, I'm glad this is at the, the end of the pod. <laughs> no, this is the Well, if we beat you, would you say we'll make top four? Essendon would yeah. make top four. I say top six because that means we'll go. I'll give you a top five six. and one. Five and one. This is games. Yeah, we'll go five and one if we beat you. Yeah, I give you a top six job. Because you, you got to know the top four. St Kilda look really good. We look good. Melbourne look good. Geelong look good. You look good. And then Sydney look good. That's what six teams there. That's yeah. in my opinion top six. Geelong are going to come up. Um, 
There's no doubt about that. I think it's Have so, I missed say, anyone? Did you say Brisbane? Oh, did I say Brisbane? No, I don't think you said Brisbane. Oh, there you go. I that's seven. Brisbane, that's, Brisbane your, that's, top, that's your top seven, top yeah. eight teams there. Adelaide might be fringe. Doggies yeah. might be fringe. Richmond are in the bin this year. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> Richmond are in the bin. They're just, I don't know. They've got the fun. Oh, you might look stupid if they end up beating Melbourne tonight. No, then... I hope I am. I hope I am. Who have you tipped tonight, by the way? Uh, you guess you'll find out. Oh, done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. All right. Um, uh, well, this was good. This is a. I actually enjoyed this. No, I, don't, I don't know how many questions we got out. I think about twelve questions. Yeah, it's good. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. We'll probably do a bit more of these as um, time goes on, and we'll just split it up because these are quite fun and, and simple and, and easy. Easier and for us to just talk about they're, shit. They're easier for us to just touch on different uh, different topics. But uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye bye. Much love. Bye bye. Bye bye.